the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God's peace to you and me for our own well-being and for us to do that which we have sung. Bring forth the kingdom of mercy. Bring forth the kingdom of peace. Bring forth the kingdom of justice. Bring forth the kingdom of God. The theme Reach out, Simon Peter, reach out into the deep waters with one purpose, to bring forth the kingdom of God with your life and mine invaded by the Spirit of God. The text, same as last week, Luke 5, as you give a second ear to the reading. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Peter, get out of the shallow water, Peter. Launch out into the deep water. With this purpose, Peter, let down your nets for a catch of fish. Simon said, Master, we worked hard all night, haven't caught anything. But because you did all of those miracles yesterday, and because only someone who's touched by God could do such miracles, I will let down my nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish, their nets began to break apart. They signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came, and both boats began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this miracle, he was astonished at the number of fish that had taken. And he said to Jesus, falling down at his knees, Get away from me, Lord. You and I don't belong in the same company. You are from God. I am a sinful man. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid to be in my presence. From now on, Peter, you go into the deep waters to catch men. You won't be catching fish anymore. You'll be catching men. If you and I are to ever begin to do what Jesus asked Peter to do to reach out into the deep waters with the purpose of catching men and women, you and I need one thing to happen. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to the world. Do not be conformed to the sullenness of the world. Be transformed. And this will only happen by an operation performed by God himself. The attending physician being the Holy Spirit. Don't be conformed to the world and its shallowness. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the invasion of your mind and heart by the Holy Spirit. And when that power has occurred, when that love has occurred, when that wisdom has occurred, 
Then you will prove the will of God in your life. You will live out the will of God in your life. Romans 12, 2 is inseparable for that theme. Reaching out uh, into the deep waters with one purpose. To bring forth the kingdom of God. There are three things that you must understand about Christ if you are to reach out in the deep waters. Three things. Number one, this fall, you must grow in your knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of Christ. Uh, Secondly, you must grow in the understanding of Christ. Thirdly, you must uh, grow in your personal relationship with him. You say, Pastor, they all seem uh, to be similar. They all seem to be the same thing. Knowledge of Christ, understanding of Christ, relationship with Christ. There are three distinctly separate things. Let me prove it to you. You have to grow in your knowledge uh, of Christ. And what is your knowledge of him? Romans 1.20. Your knowledge of him... uh, since the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God, his divine nature and eternal power have been clearly seen by the things that are made so that men are without excuse. Your knowledge of God is this. He created everything in the universe. And no big bang theory going on here. We have God creating everything in the universe. The second fact pertaining to the knowledge of God is this. He is in control of everything. Philippians 3.20 By his power he controls everything in your little life and mine and everything amongst the nations and everything in this universe. Your knowledge of God has to be those two things. He created everything. And then he didn't just go up into the heavens and take a break and say, Good luck to you guys, I gave you the planet. He controls everything. Some people, when they get their hands on power, they misuse it. They become uh, monsters almost. In their desire to control everything. Is God that way? This is where understanding of God comes into play. God, knowledge of God, he created everything, controls everything. Your understanding of God, this is where it comes into play. Is he some monster up there in heaven? Micromanaging everything. Hardly waiting for you to make a misstep. And then he can squash you. Yeah, your understanding of God. A mean, brutal, vindictive God. The Bible brings forth this understanding of God. We know about his power, but it does not say directly, God is power. We know about his wisdom, controlling everything, does not say directly, God is wisdom, though we know he is from what is said about him. The one thing that is said about God is this. God is what? God is 
love. This one who creates this world. This one who has a wisdom to control everything. This God is a God of love. That famous, famous verse, John 3, 16. Your understanding of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. The Bible says there is one huge thing that make the angels of God rejoice. What is that one huge thing? When a sinner, when one sinner out of 7.6 billion on the planet, when one sinner says, I'm off the path and I repent of this sin, the angels in heaven rejoice. Because God is so loving, he sends his son. And when the word comes out of our mouth, works by the spirit of God, I have sinned. The angels in heaven rejoice. God rejoices. The Bible says there is never a path you take on this earth, Psalm 139, that God's fingers and hands are not upon. Not for judgment, but for love and mercy and direction. And when you and I get off the path, which we do all the time, Martin Luther, our daily sin much. When you and I get off the path, does God say, good luck, you're on your own. I hope you come back to me. Not this God of love. You've got to understand this God. When you and I get off the path, he works even more ferociously to bring us back. That's how much he loves us. Check the prodigal son, ask him about it when you get to heaven. Check the thief on the cross, ask him about it when you get to heaven. Check King David, ask him about it when you get to heaven. Your understanding of God. Micah seven eighteen. God does not remain angry forever. He delights in showing mercy and forgiveness. He casts our sins into the depths of the sea. And tramples them under his feet. You said it in the psalm today. As far as east is from the west. Even so far has God removed your sin from his record. And from your life. Got to know the facts about God. They don't help you much. If it's just knowledge of the facts. You have to not have an understanding of God. He's a God of love. But it doesn't mean anything to you unless the third thing happens. You have to have this personal relationship with him. And it happens only one way. The Holy Spirit of God coming. You did not choose me, John 15, 16. I chose you that you might bear fruit with your life. The Holy Spirit comes. No one can say Jesus is Lord. First Corinthians 12, 3. No one can say Jesus is Lord. No one can have their mind transformed. No one can understand these things about God. Unless the Holy Spirit comes. The disciples saw Jesus risen from the dead. They said, whoopee, he's alive. And they go back fishing. Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost 
And all of a sudden the understanding comes. And the relationship with him comes. And they're willing to be put to death for him. Knowledge of God, understanding of God, relationship with God. A God so close to you that he's as real to you as the person sitting next to you in the pew. And the person sitting next to you in the pew is human. They make mistakes. Sometimes they're there for you. Sometimes they fail you. Sometimes you fail them. The one that you do not see will never fail you. Hebrews 13, 8, he's the same yesterday. And he's the same September 17th. And he'll be the same a thousand years from now. You want to go into the deep waters. You must have this knowledge of God. You must have this understanding of God. And you must have this relationship with him. You want peace on this earth? It'll only come from one source. It will come from him. Have such a relationship with me that you bring your burdens to me, Matthew eleven twenty eight. And when you bring your burdens to me, I give you peace. Have such a relationship with me, Psalm 23, that you literally see the table that I set before you in the presence of your enemies, and then I ask you to come and sit at the table with me. There's a second part to the sermon. I mentioned in the bulletin there are four habits. I will only get to three of them. I'll get to the last one next week, good Lord willing, as my dad always said. If you want to get out of the shallow waters, which is you, you thinking that life is all about you, your purpose, your well-being, your needs. You want to get out of shallow water, three things I will mention to you. Uh, First is prayer. Last four or five years, I always share this message, this time of year, prayer, prayer. Communication with God. Connie's on Facebook. She's always telling me Facebook stuff. So-and-so doing this. So-and-so doing that. This is God's Facebook. This is God's email, text messages, whatever you want to call it. This is God coming to you. And when you pray to him, it's you responding back to God. There are two types of prayer. The first is personal prayer. Pastor, you just told me that if I live for just me, that's a very shallow, unhealthy existence. And now you're telling me that I should pray for just me. You're absolutely correct. Personal prayer. You praying for yourself. You thanking God for some blessing in your life. You asking God to be with you in a trial. Personal prayer, I'll tell you why it's so special and why it's blessed by God. Because as soon as you begin to speak to him in prayer, you are saying to God, I believe that you are real. Or I wouldn't be praying to someone who's invisible. 
I believe that you're real. Hebrews 11.6, it says, What pleases God more than anything else? To believe that He is real. And when you're talking to Him in prayer, you're saying, I believe you're real. Granddaughter says to me, Papa, you talk a lot to yourself. I said, it'll only get worse as I get older. Sometimes I'm not talking to myself, I'm talking to God in this thing called prayer. Secondly, when you have personal prayer going on, you're saying not only I believe God is real, but you're saying, I believe your promises are real. I don't believe 50% of your promises are real and 50 are fake. I don't believe that 90% of your promises are real and 10% are just fluff. I believe every promise you have in the Bible is real. If you promise that my mother is alive in heaven, I believe the promise. If you promise me that my sins are forgiven as if they never were, I believe the promise. If you promise 365 times in the Bible that I should not be afraid because you're going to be with me, I'll believe the promise. Personal prayer. God, I believe you're sitting at the table with me. God, I believe you're sitting next to me in the pew. God, I believe this of you. And I will come to you in prayer. Second type of prayer, intercessory prayer. You're praying for someone else. Someone in North Korea, someone in South Korea, someone in China, someone in Florida, someone in Houston, Texas. I'm still praying for Preston, waiting to hear from someone, someone in El Salvador. Someone in the bulletin, intercessory prayer. You get out into the deep waters and you're not praying for yourself any longer. You're saying, Lord, I don't know these people, but my heart goes out to them, guide, guard, and protect. Second thing to go into the deep waters, the second habit, got to be this, got to be this, got to be this, got to be this. God's word. 1,800 football players, NFL, all of them have a playbook. If you want to make the NFL team, you've got to have that playbook memorized. 30% have the talent to be in the NFL, but they do not study the playbook and they do not make the team. This is God's playbook. Written for doctrine, written for reproof, written for correction, written for instruction in Righteousness. Dallas Willard died a year and a half ago, one of the great Christian writers of this century. They said of Dallas Willard that he spent so much time in God's Word that he smelled like Jesus. That's a compliment. That he tasted like Jesus, that he walked like Jesus, that he thought like Jesus, that he was Jesus on this earth. You want to go into the deep waters, you've got to be saturated by Jesus. There are so many people hooked on Facebook, they just can't get away from it. They look at it so many hours in the course of a day. God's Facebook. Isaiah 55, 10. The rain and snow do not come down from heaven without yielding seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Even so shall God's word not return to him void but shall accomplish the purpose for which he sent it on that day in your life.
Phyllis Brooks, a year ago, memorize a verse every day. Get out a pen and paper, write down some notes about that verse on that day. Thirdly, pray that verse into your life. God, make this verse come alive in my life. And fourthly, live out the verse. Live out the verse. If it's a verse on forgiveness, then call up your enemy and say, let's put it behind us. If it's a verse about forgiveness, then finally, for the first time in your life, which you did 30 years ago, accept God's forgiveness. If it's about mercy, if it's about hope, if it's about everlasting life, live out the verse on that day. And the third and final thing, very, very quickly. You must have the habit of prayer. You must have the habit of God's Word. And the final thing. Your life has to be about one thing. And the one thing is not getting. The one thing is your life has to be about giving has to be about giving. Matthew 25, the last two parables he ever spoke. Parable on sheep and the goats, parable on talents. Your life has to be about giving. When the man in the airplane reached behind him and gave $200 to the man behind him who had lost everything in the flood in Houston. The man giving the gift was not looking at the other man's hands. He was looking at his face to see the reaction on Preston's face. And his heart was touched when he saw the reaction to the gift that the man was receiving. The man who was receiving the $200 did not look at the face of the giver. He looked at the gift he was being received. And when he received the gift, then he looked at the giver's face. Precious moment. If your life is about getting, all you're going to be looking at is stuff. If your life is the shallow water of yourself, you're only going to be looking at stuff. Money, power, cars, houses, bank accounts, you name it. If your life is about giving, you'll spend very little time looking at yourself and your stuff. You'll be looking at other people's faces. Precious moment, never forgotten two years ago, Lucas Elena. Their favorite word as a five-year-old and a three-year-old was mine, 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 mine. The battles were epic. I would just pull up a chair and watch the battles. Epic. Wasn't even pay-for-view. I'd just look at these battles. There came a day when Lucas came walking out of the kitchen And he had a toy in his hand. He gave it to Elena and he said for the first time in his life, Yours! And she had a smile on her face I'll never forget. 
She was so excited, she gave him a big old bear hug. They both fell on the top of each other, and they were giggling for a long, long time. Yours! Why does God leave us on this earth? To bring forth the city of God. I'm giving you this time, I'm giving you this talent, I'm giving you this treasure, I'm giving you this paycheck, I'm giving you this son, I'm giving you this daughter, I'm giving you this commuter train, I'm giving you this fraternity, I'm giving you this hospital, I'm giving you this law firm, I'm giving you this country club, I'm giving you this carpenter's union, I'm giving you this electrician's union, I'm giving this to you for one purpose. Yours. Bring forth the city of God in his powerful name. Amen. Would you rise as we pray? Heavenly Father, you sent your Son to die on the cross for our salvation. You are the divine physician. You promised that all things on this earth work together for our good. We as Christians have such power, love, and wisdom in us that it is not to be kept for ourselves. It is to be delivered to others. And Heavenly Father, throughout the course of this year, as we talk about reaching out into the deep waters with purpose, help us to grow in our knowledge and understanding and relationship with Christ that we might be a faithful servant of yours on this earth. And at the end of the days, Matthew 25, that is is the only thing that really matters to you. Were we good and faithful servants? Did we believe that the blood of Christ would cleanse us from all our sins? And by that faith, we are saved. May it be so in our lives, in Jesus' name, amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.